0: All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Misfit Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Misfit Nation. If you're feeling overwhelmed or, or floating towards the darkness, do not hesitate to phone a friend. If you are embarrassed that you are having a difficult time, then call the Veteran Crisis Line at 1-800-273-8255 and press Option 1. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255, Option 1. As we have told you many times over the last year, do not make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're new, thanks for joining us. And be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps. And of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Underscore Misfit Nation. It's The Underscore Misfit Nation. So you'll stay up to date on all our episodes as they're released while also having the opportunity of getting to hear the stories of our amazing guests. Speaking of which, our next guest is an author of The Needs Languages, a personality communication model communication. She holds a master's in psychology and is a volunteer around disability issues and is also a huge, huge on disability equality. So without further ado, let's welcome to the Misfit Nation, Ms. Nicole Shear.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me, Rich. I appreciate it. This is going to be an interesting talk.
0: A nice little chat we'll have here. So, <laughs> if if you're ready, uh, just uh, if you want to introduce yourself to the misfit nation, tell us about you from as far back as you want to go to how we got to where we are now.
1: Well, I don't want to go as far back as the womb. I'll tell you that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if you do, I'll have to add some time on here probably.
1: <laughs> I don't know. That's that's 50 years back. That's a lot to remember. <laughs>
0: i need some (laughs) flashcards.
1: oh yeah yeah well that'd be asking my parents and you know when they start getting up there they start forgetting or they might make up some stories that you would be embarrassed about (laughs) (laughs) definitely (laughs) so um i just to let you know i did do my undergrad in one of those Undergrads that you could go like to medical, you could go, I did business and then I did conflict resolution. And then I went and did my master's in industrial organizational psychology. I say you need a, a degree to say that or spell it. <laughs> <That's> big, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you abbreviated psychology, which I was like, you know, that you were probably smart in saying that, but a lot of times I'll say I.O. Yeah. I don't have to worry about my spelling and my spelling is notorious. You and I are old enough to say they didn't have spell check back in the day. You had to figure out how to spell things. So, yeah.
0: Or a ruler, you know, to hit you in the head to make you spell it right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. My mom went to Catholic school and she tells me a couple of things about the ruler and the knuckle, you know, type of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, and what you said at the beginning is so important that people do, you know, really think about things. And, you know, I am a, I am a big component for equity in disabilities because we don't talk enough about that. And part of the reason I did develop the needs languages is because I saw with our personality models, we were not communicating with each other. Our personality models were like, here I am. I am so amazing. And you, and you would see they, they really came out of uh, Young and Hippocrates and nobody's going to walk up. And my, I, I don't pronounce this correctly. And so my partner was like, you need to say a different word. And so saying, hi, I'm a Cliff Lord. Who are you?
0: You know, they are <laughs> dating.
1: <laughs> just sanguine, so people can really understand. And you don't really, you look like you do have your master's there, Nicole. Um, but uh, we did, we, we were teaching people too much with the modern day stuff is here, this is who I am, but we weren't teaching you how you communicate who you are, Um, who the other person is, what are my needs? What are your needs? And then the other thing is that I really noticed is we are not talking about the basic humanity issues in our world, so how can we talk about disabilities? Right. Um, We don't, like, I know people who get fired for asking to go to the bathroom other than their breaks, but if you think about it, Who can hold their urine for 10 minutes, for four hours? (laughs) 10 minute break. I mean, what are we thinking? We need to start talking about, I like to say it is capabilities within context, abilities within context. If you don't give people the ability to do their job and going to the bathroom is part of abilities to do your job, how are people going to do their job? And if you don't give people the ability to do their lives how are people gonna be able to do their jobs? And if we were to look at statistics in 2015, disabilities were one out of every four, that's 20%. In 2018, it raised to 25%, one out of every five. And if you look at the US labor bureau, it's two to three times higher unemployment rate for people with disabilities. So if we can't talk, yes, if we can't talk about in our society, we can't give people the ability to go to the bathroom and talk about things like that. And I'm going to get a little, I'm is going to be a little comfortable for men. Sometimes we can't even as women have breaks to go change with menstruation and talk about those kinds of things in the workplace. We're in the workplace, we're women. We have to talk about maternity, menstruation, and menopause, and we can't talk about normality things. How are we going to talk about disability issues and give people reasonable accommodation? No wonder we have a two to three times higher unemployment rate. This is why we have to have personality models out there so we can talk about the normal things about communication, about who we are, what we need. So we can also talk about what people need with disabilities. Definitely. If we can't talk about the normal, how can we talk about the things that are uncomfortable? I mean, these are all normal things in society.
0: Yes, it's, it's normal everywhere you walk around in your community too. You just. A lot of people put blinders on, so they don't see things and they miss out a lot of, on a lot of life that way. A few weeks ago, I had a guest on here, two guests, Mark and John Cronin from John's Crazy Socks. And they're huge advocates for those uh, who are ability challenged or, or have disabilities. And they hire, I think uh, more, than, more than 50% of their staff is actually people with disabilities. And it's amazing what they're doing at the Crazy Socks brand there.
1: Well, but we don't even understand what disabilities are. That's the other problem. In our society, we don't know what disabilities are. That is what's crazy because disabilities can range from having been in a wheelchair to someone with a learning disability. I have a disability. People look at me and go, you have a disability? Really? Huh? I don't look like I have a disability.
0: And most people they believe if they hear the word disability like you said you have to be in a wheelchair or walking with a cane because you're uh, you're blind you're the the eye cane seeing cane or a dog or whatever otherwise you're not really disabled I'm sitting here in front of you 100 percent disabled
1: yeah
0: and I, I go through my life every day like just like everyone else and I I call myself I'm able I'm not disabled I'm just very able <laughs> that's how I, I go through it
1: that's why we have to look at it as capabilities or abilities within context. Right. Because if you give me the right context, I can do it. I'll give you an example of what that looks like. I flunked out of my, my bachelor's when I first went to school. And you know why? Is because I didn't have the right context. However, I did my master's in six months time and it was an honor society because I had the right context.
0: Right. You
1: do not give a two-year-old car keys. That's not the right context you give a 6 year a 16 year old who has had driver's training and the and car keys because that's the law and they're able to drive a car you do not give someone who has not had any training uh, the uh scalpel to go do surgeries there that's context you give training to someone who's been trained in surgery scalpel to do sur- that's context that's abilities within context that's capabilities within context exactly we are not doing that in our society. That is the problem, and we're not talking about what is context, what is abilities, what is capabilities.
0: I mean, we could give keys to a two-year-old just to you know see how it goes. If you're filming something like uh, Jackass, the new the new movie, I guess, if you want to see something insane happen, but that, that's probably not a good idea. As like you said, even sixteen-year-olds is really pushing it a little bit. Uh, it's, it's still a, a pretty big vehicle for 16 year olds to handle and a lot of stress on that puts a lot of stress on them, even though they're, I mean, they're very capable to do it. It's just when they're out there with uh, all the experienced drivers who really uh, want to push them to the, to the limit, it really becomes a, a game of NASCAR on, on your local streets too. So,
1: well, I can tell you from experience, my, my mother was late picking me up from preschool and my saw the car running and my brother ran the car through the church. See? <laughs> so yes, I can tell you from experience, that was not a good context. And my sister was traumatized and uh, the pastor was not happy with us as my brother thought he was capable of driving the car. So sometimes we don't even understand our own capabilities within context about things.
0: I'm sure Pastor was real happy with you guys at church for the next few weeks, months.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that was probably yeah. But you know, if you understand personalities, you'd probably understand why my brother did that. You know, uh, he's a right control. Yeah, he yeah, that makes sense. Um, that yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> so. And these, again, these are things we need to talk about. And we're not talking, not that we're talking about not leaving your car running with a two year old. That's the right <laughs> troll. You did Yes, that's the context. <laughs> this, is, this is what we're going to go into disability equity. Now we're talking about a two year old giving them car keys with the car running, not to drive it the church. Again,
0: getting, getting the car blessed. That's all he was trying to do, get the car blessed at that time. And uh, it was holy at that point. And yes. Once it went through the door, it became holy.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That poor pastor. Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) I'm sure he had a lot to, lot to pray about that night.
1: Well, we still pray about, well, we did a lot with my younger brother. Now he's got kids. So it's like, I don't know who to pray for more. My brother or those kids.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When the payback comes now.
1: (laughs) Uh, I stay away. So I don't get payback. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes, you know, that you say, I hope you have kids like you, you know, you'll get the payback. Sometimes you I'm a family member. I'll get payback too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So in, in context and payback, of course, uh, let's talk a little bit about your book. Where did the needs language come from?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, I think it came over years of just life. I'm very fortunate in some aspects. I've had, um, a lot, a lot of people go, this is fortunate. I had a lot of trauma. I grew up in, um, a family where my mom is a control, right? I'm an important value. Those languages do not cross. (laughs) They have nothing in common. You, you need to have like something where there's a similarity, I would need to have someone in my life who's a value or an important to be able to communicate. There's only four, there's right, value, control, and important. And so there was no one, and you have to also agree in it too. So if I have someone who's an important, who's never letting me have any importance speak, then my importance always is getting silenced. And so then that also plays a factor. So I grew up where I was, and there was a lot of other factors. There was a lot of silencing, also a lot of abuse, and then I had a a disability on top of it. And then I also grew up with an aunt who had a scene disability. She didn't have enough oxygen to her brain. And that was back in the day I, I grew up, I was born between the civil rights movement and between the ADA passing. So there's a big history in between the civil rights movement. A lot of people don't realize they all think, oh, that was for African-Americans. No, it was also for people for disabilities. Martin Luther King did some amazing things and I'm so grateful for what he did for the disability community. We do not thank him enough for what he did for the disability community. If you saw he, thank you. Thank you for what you did for the disability community. and. But the problem is is that Gen X in that that era did not get the full benefits because in 1990 when the ADA passed, there was still a lot that that, that happened to us. And a lot of us in Gen X had issues with the Vietnam War and we had parents who came back from the Vietnam War and did not get the support they needed and were severely traumatized. And through that traumatized their children. Yes. And we don't talk about that. And um, my biological father already had some issues when he went into the war and he did not get the help he needed. And so there were some other issues that came up because of that. And then he had some serious PTSD. And, um, and then on top of that, in the fifties, they didn't have the help that they had for people like my aunt who had this disability. And, and so there were some serious challenges. However, the, the, she became the governor of our state, had a child similar to my aunt and she created homes for people like my aunt. And my aunt lived a very happy life in a community, which was awesome. I'm so grateful for, for Governor Barbara Roberts. I just am so grateful for her. So my mom even though she, her and I have struggled with our personalities conflicting, she because of my aunt and what my grandparents did with my aunt saw that there were some issues with with you know my learning and got me some help. And back then they didn't and still I've only met one other person who has the same learning disability as I have. And I'm 50 years old, one person. There's nobody, you hear, oh, traumatic brain injury or, oh, ADHD or, oh, this, nobody has auditory or visual processing disorder. It's like auditory dyslexia or visual is, is I process differently. It can be comical at times, but it's challenging. And so I kept feeling out of place. I don't belong. I don't belong. And and then, you know, all the, the other stuff going on. And then I started just realizing as I was going to school and watching everyone, because I was disconnected, nothing else is connecting. Other people aren't connecting. And I'm looking at these personality models and I'm like, it's great. You're talking about yourself, but what about other people? How come people aren't connecting? You know, I go on a, uh, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm with someone now, but I go on a, a dating website and I go, that's great that I know your, your alphabet letters or your, your numbers, but that doesn't tell me anything about how I connect with you. And in my, my master's, I saw these leadership models, but I saw nothing with conflict resolution. I thought you're a leader and you don't know how to resolve conflict. That's kind of scary.
0: (laughs) I believe it is a lot. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so And I started reading, you know, um, some stuff on young and Hippocrates and, and, and I had to, because I'd been so traumatized, I had to redesign myself and everyone was telling me who I was. I was constantly told that what I experienced in trauma was a liar. I was a liar because yeah, (laughs) well, and, and back in, in the eighties and no one talks about satanic ritual abuse. Um, no one talked about, um, No one ever talks about, back then it was like, oh, people aren't as sexually traumatized as they say they are. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, uh uh-huh. You know, there's always, that's why the Me Too movement has been so big. And so I had to really redefine myself and through all these processes, I started watching patterns. And I went, huh, you know, we have these patterns and they're consistent patterns And people are communicating. What if we're communicating our personalities? What if we're resolving conflicts? What if we're manifesting? How come some people can manifest things and others can't? How come cult leaders go after certain people and not others? What if, and I started asking questions. Well, one of the things that we don't realize is when we ask certain questions, we're either asking questions to discover or we're asking questions to recreate our lives in the same insanity pattern as a victim or create our lives in a place of discovering something new and interesting and our subconscious mind will go and look for it. And so I just, it just kept looking and I keep going. I mean, I can't tell you every day, I almost discover something new of where the needs languages can help someone or where it can heal trauma or where it can, um, and I'm not a trauma expert, um, or where it can, I had authors come to me recently and go, oh my gosh, this can help me write my books. I went, oh, this is wonderful and great, but now I've got to write a new model. I can't even keep up with what I've got to do now. Um, <laughs> I, I'm figuring out how this can work with Hofstede's country comparison, which is Culturally, how can this help people culturally? I was sharing that with someone who works with different cultures today. Um, How can this help with disabilities and equity? How can I, I mean, I'm just finding new ways and this has helped me heal in my life. It helps me heal and talk with my mother who I have nothing in common with as far as a communication in my needs. I can tell people what I need. I can find out what other people need. I actually use this with my relationship and say, this is what I need in communication. And we, we, so my, the person I'm, I'm with, they are not important. They are not important. And I'm not control. I'm not in control. That's that's where we're opposite. We both meet in value and uh, we'll be really funny. They'll go, you cannot do that. That will embarrass me that I'm, I'm in control. Please don't. And I can go, okay, I won't. And I can say, you're being a little controlling right now. Could you please tone it down? And we don't get our feelings hurt because we know how we each communicate. We know our needs. It's so amazing and powerful.
0: That's awesome. And I, as I believe once we start uh, listening to what each other are saying or we're understanding what's going on with each other, like you're saying, it makes things a lot easier for everyone to basically get along and move through this thing we call life on this blue marble and have a good time
1: yeah yeah
0: and some people some people do forget it but we we have to learn to do it
1: (laughs) yeah and I can learn in my needs language how not to take things so personally right as an important when I'm shushed I can't be seen that comes against me as a right, when people in right think that someone is telling them that's wrong, they think they're wrong. That's why right people struggle so much in our society. That's why a lot of people go, I don't like right people. Right. Yeah. So if our right people could see it differently, it'd be different. Definitely. And we need our right people. Oh my gosh, I love right people that are balanced it's about being balanced within yourself so you can have belonging
0: right and and understanding your place within that and how you can share what you have with others along the way to to make everyone find that same balance yeah do you believe this can help anyone or do you have to be committed to it for it to help
1: i don't I think what it, what you need to be is it needs to be a place where you have to be, it's more of a place of, it's a place of openness. It's a place of, that you have to be, it ha, it, I believe it's, it's really, am I open? Am I open to trying? Am I open to listening? Am I open to seeing that this is, a, it, am I open to trying? Um, it, it really has to be an openness because it, it's like um, it's like food. If, I, if you put a plate of food in front of me and it can be there and it could smell amazing, but if I don't taste it and try it and if it doesn't work, that's okay. There's so many modalities out there Um, I recently, uh, was watching someone else's modality and I thought, oh my gosh, this supports mine. It works with me. (laughs) Oh, that's great. We need to work together. Work for you. And you find that another one works for you. Great. Find something that works for you.
0: That's awesome. And how does someone find your book?
1: I'm on Amazon. I also have a website, um, called the seven candles, so it's um, under Nicole Sher, The Needs Language. I have three booklets. I have one for dating. I have one for parents. And I have one for um, romantic relationships. Ooh. That one's going to be a little fun. I have a chapter in there called um, About Menopause because nobody really wants to be, go through the change. So don't change your partner because I, I don't know about you, Rich, but I don't think you want to go through menopause and try and change that way, do you?
0: I don't know, not at all.
1: I don't think so. So I'm not going to try and force change on you, and um, try and make you go through the change.
0: Thank you. Thank you. You're
1: welcome.
0: It <laughs> makes me feel good inside.
1: <laughs> well, thank you very much. Because guess what? I'm going to have to go through menopause. So I have to go through the change. That's oh, just not fair.
0: <laughs> well, I'll send you. I'll send you good vibes during it.
1: <laughs> oh wow! Thanks.
0: I don't know if that'll help, but <laughs> thanks for going? not
1: sending me. You're not going to send me a fan just good might,
0: that might be too helpful you don't want all that right away <laughs> as you go through your ebbs and flows all day uh,
1: <laughs> well that's what it is it's 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 the um it's the, called the change and nobody really wants to be you know go through the force you know that hot you know so that's why we we said it that way but that that's the uh that's the way the uh, the, the the cookie crumbles <laughs> But um, I I did that because I figured we can relate changing our partners to like hot flashes and kind of it'll remind you not to try and change your partner because um, nobody wants to try and change that way. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> so. Um, and then I'm I'm going to be offering within the next couple of months groups regarding this okay. because uh uh that and I do individual um coaching on this. Uh so um but it's more going to be group based because I feel we learn better from each other.
0: Awesome. And
1: I will also have some video I also have some videos out just putting it on my website. So and to sign up
0: for the groups is on your website as well or through social media.
1: It will be through social media and that should be coming out within the next um, month and a half.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I
1: have a YouTube channel too. I'm going to be talking about dating and certain and healing within the needs language and other aspects of healing because it's so important that we, we find our healing. It really
0: is. What's the YouTube channel name?
1: The seven candles.
0: Okay. Just as it is. All right. Seven candles. Easy. Let's look up the seven candles and and yeah. go go learn from nicole here and she'll make yeah. you laugh like she's been making me laugh for the last half hour so it's good
1: <laughs> Do that or you'll get your neck exercises going and go what did
0: you
1: you'll get some going
0: <laughs> <You'll learn> Something.
1: <laughs> hopefully yes hopefully
0: nicole thank you for taking some of your time to come on the misfit nation this was this was enjoyable
1: Yeah, I want to give you a social distance hug. Wow, thanks. Yeah, you know, they're the best because people who don't really like touching are going, oh my gosh, that was awesome. And (laughs) people who like touching are like, oh. Mm. (laughs) And people are like, oh, that sounds good. So you've touched all three
0: groups at one time.
1: At one time. Awesome.
0: Awesome. You have a good night.
1: You too. Thanks, Rich. (laughs)
0: You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on this Fit Nation. Fit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up and comer in any industry of music in the arts. Have them reach out to us on the Misfitnation.com We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling because we are. Misfit <laughs> Nation.